0: Hi, this is the Gathering Church in Windsor, Ontario, and I'm Pastor Garth Lino. Welcome to our podcast. Um, "Away in the Manger" uh, is one of my favorite favorite hymns, let alone Christians, Christmas songs. Um, I, I'm just studying the origin of it. It's interesting. They, Martin Luther actually wrote this song as a lullaby to his children. Just, I can't imagine. Martin, Martin Luther rocking children to sleep and singing a song, but that's just the funniest image in the world to me. Martin Luther uh, putting his kids to sleep, and then it kind of grew and added, and more people added and put their own twists on it. Um, but I, I love the seemingly paradoxical nature of Away in the Manger. So, so Away in the Manger, no crib. For his bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he laid the little Lord Jesus asleep on the head. So, so we see, on one hand, we see this, this child into the world in obscurity. Uh, uh, no no pomp, no circumstances, no, no, no procession, no, no uh, extraordinary provisions were made. He enters the world through rather humble circumstances, in obscurity. Just a little Jewish baby born, uh, baby boy wrapped in spare cloths, and laid in a horse trough in a barn. And then on the other side, we, we, we see that the, the heavens are rejoicing and the, the stars are dancing and the stars take front and center to see this momentous occasion. Luther, the, the hymn writer, refers to him, this newborn baby, as Lord, the little Lord Jesus. Again, a, a, a bit of a paradox, huh? a little baby in a horse trough, in a barn, wrapped in spare cloths, the little lord jesus this is this, this, a bit of a, a, a paradox. On one hand, we see this humble little baby born in, uh, baby boy born in humble means, but it 's not just any little baby boy. This is God incarnate deity descended down to earth. The Creator condescended down to his creation. The infinite invaded the finite. The little Lord Jesus was not uh, just a little baby Jewish boy. This was God incarnate. God invaded the universe in human form. It was born to an unwed teen mother. This is why I have such an affection for the unwed mothers in my community. The, the little Lord Jesus came to earth through an unwed teen mother. From Nazareth. We're gonna to get to that later. But I believe the I believe the the, the message of away in the manger is the God man became low to reach the lowly. The, the the this this wasn't just a regular little baby boy, this was God stepping down from his throne temporarily, Christ coming to earth. The God-man split time. The infinite, the one who, who, who doesn't, who, God exists outside of time, came down in the form of an infant. The God-man became low to reach the lowly. First, this, this young couple was engaged. They weren't even married. This young, engaged couple was traveling to Bethlehem. And Luke chapter 2 mentions that they were from Nazareth, Nazareth. God could have chose anywhere, but God chose Nazareth, a little hilltop village in the province of Galilee. This, this town was so small, so isolated, so obscure that the, new, the Old Testament doesn't even mention this little town. Read the Old Testament, it doesn't, it doesn't even mention Nazareth. And we see that God chose this little obscure town to send his Messiah through. In John chapter 1, verse 46, when, when they're discussing the, the, this coming Messiah, they said, uh, uh, Philip said, I found him. I found the Messiah. And Nathaniel said, can anything good come from Nazareth? This place was, 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 was just a little, small, obscure town. God chose that place. Secondly, we, we, we look at who received this good news, who received the very first invite to meet the king. If you have a Bible, Luke chapter 2, flip over to Luke chapter 2. If you have a Bible, tablet, phone, whatnot, Luke chapter 2. It's interesting to see who received the very first invite to meet this king. Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, verse 8. If you got it, say got it. If you got it, say got it. God, God, All right. God. Talk back now. Wake up. Wake up. we we'll keep you on your toes. All right, Luke chapter 2, verse 8. It says, in the same region, they're now in Bethlehem, in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel of the Lord said, Fear not, for behold, I bring to you good news with great joy that there will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Notice this, again, God Almighty transcended time, space, and came down to earth, and the very first people to hear about it were shepherds, not the kings, not the monarchs, not the aristocrats, not the social elite, not the rich, but lowly shepherds. Now, the, so if, just a little bit of history, just a little bit of context Shepherds were considered the, the lowest level of society. They were considered uh, along the so, same lines as prostitutes, tax, tax collectors, and lepers. So if you look at the life of Jesus, who was Jesus always around? Tax collectors, prostitutes, and lepers. But, but shepherds were considered lowly. This was in a field. That, you didn't grow up a little Jewish boy and say, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a shepherd. <laughs> no. For the most part, shepherds were, that job was reserved for people who didn't get into the rabbi schools. This was a job reserved for people who weren't smart enough to be judges. This, 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 this job, this job was, was considered for people who were unintelligent, lowly, people who come from poor families. This wasn't a job that you, that you, that you uh, uh, achieved. This was something you just settled for. Shepherds were viewed as unscrupulous, untrustworthy, and filthy, unintelligent men. To add insult to I- injury, because of their dirty job, they handled animals, they were considered ceremonial, ceremonially unclean. They weren't even allowed in the synagogue. Shepherds, they, their testimony was not even allowed in a court of law. The lowest of the law. Again, shepherds were looked at the same way as prostitutes, tax collectors, and lepers. The outcast of society. And who was the first to receive the good news about the Messiah? Shepherds. If you look at the life of Jesus, who did Jesus meet at the well? A woman with a pretty bad ch- track record. Who, who did Jesus engage with? A man named Legion. Filled with demons. You look at the life of Jesus. Who was Jesus constantly reaching to? The least, the lost, and the left behind of society. Those we walk past often. And notice, I I love this. I love love this. It it wasn't the religious elite. It wasn't the renowned philosophers. It wasn't the Pharisees. It wasn't the Sadducees. Jesus in his life, he was called the friend of sinners. They they thought that Jesus was a, he was referred to as a drunk, a wine-bibber. Because he was always around the people that the religious cast aside. The first people to receive the savior, the first people to hear about this savior. Was the lowly, the God man away in the manger, no career for us. He became low, born in very humble circumstances, born in obscurity. Through a, a, a teenage mother, unwed teenage mother from Nazareth, uh, of all places, and came to shepherds. And notice what the angel says, for unto you is born this day. I love that. He first says a savior is for all people, but he specifically says, but for you, the ones that were cast aside, the, the ones that, that aren't allowed in the temple. The ones that are considered ceremonially unclean, the filthy, the ones that are considered unintelligent for you is born this day a savior. Again, the God man became low to reach the lowly. See, you may have been better than me, but um, I wasn't born a Christian. Uh, (laughs) Some of us think we were, but I, I know I wasn't. I can speak for myself. Um, But I, 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 I had a past and I had a rap sheet that was, yeah, pretty, pretty bad. And I wasn't seeking God and I wasn't pursuing him and I wasn't living godly at all. I was far from him and didn't want to have anything to do with him. But he reached down and saved me from myself, saved me from his wrath. I was far from God. He came, became low to reach the lowly. Love with 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9 says, for, for, uh, for you know this grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that through he, though he was rich, yet for your sake became poor, so that you, that through his poverty, you may be rich. So Jesus, this is the beauty of the gospel. This is, this is the beauty of the gospel. Jesus Christ, again... Philippians said that he thought it not robbery to be equal with God, being in the image of God, being God himself. He told uh, when he was talking to the Pharisees, he said it this way, before Abraham was, I am. He said in, in John 10, he said, I and the father are one. Hebrews 1 said that Jesus is the exact image of God. Jesus, the God man, willingly put that aside temporarily. Lowered Himself down. Philippians 2 says, took on the form of humanity. Took on the form of a servant. Lived the perfect life in our place that we could never live. Obeyed the law to a T that we could never obey. Died sacrificially to pay the wrath of God that we earned. And it says, through his poverty, we can be rich. Through him through his humility, through this little baby that laid in a manger, that, this little baby that they put hay in a, in, a, in a feeding trough and they laid this child in. This is the gospel. This, this is the gospel that, that the God-man came down in obscurity, in complete humility for us. All all of us who rejected, all of us who denied, all of Isaiah 53 says, like us, all all sheep have gone astray. And the God man came in the form of a servant in humility for us. The song continues. I love thee, Lord Jesus. Look down from the sky and stay by my side this uh, till morning is nigh. Be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask thee to stay close by me forever, and love me, I pray. When, when prophesying about this Messiah, Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14 says something interesting. He says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call him Emmanuel, this is, this is, this is, a, I, I love, I love the, the end of this, song. It, it, it's, 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 saying, I, I, I want to have a close, intimate relationship, be near me, Lord Jesus, come close, it, it's referring to not having this distant transactional relationship with God, that means, if, if I fulfill the law, you'll bless me, if I'm a good little boy like Santa Claus, You'll you'll bless me. Many of us view God that way. If I don't sin, if I'm good, then God will be good to me. And if I'm naughty, bad things are going to happen to me. Not having this law-based transitional relationship with Christ. He says, be near me, Lord Jesus. It's, It's referring to having a close relationship, close by my side forever. It's referring to having this relationship with Emmanuel. You know what Emmanuel means? God with us. He didn't, just, he didn't just physically come down to earth, but he came down to have proximity with humanity. Can you imagine that? That, 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 that Jesus literally had close, intimate relationships with tax collectors, the scourge of society, with, with sinners. They said, this man eats with sinners. In that time, uh, having a meal together with people, that was one of the most intimate things you could do. Jesus sat down and had meals with prostitutes, people far from him. He was God with us, and he is God with us as well. Again, God Almighty, this never ceases to blow my mind. God Almighty literally wants to have a relationship with me. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder why, but he does. He does. He, he, wants to have intimate, close relationship with us. Not transactional, not I come on Sunday, I pay my tip, I, 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 I do my deed, I do my little service, and I go for the rest of the week to do me and live my life. He wants to have a close relationship with each and every one of us. God Almighty. Let me break this down real quick and I'm going to be out of your way. These are three ways Jesus came near to us. It says that, 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 be near me, Lord Jesus. The, the, the latter part of that song refers to just wanting to have a close, intimate relationship with Christ. These are three ways Jesus came near to us. You can write the verses down and read them this week, and Pastor Garth might pop quiz you on it. First, Jesus became our high priest. Jesus became our high priest. Hebrews chapter 4. I I love Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4, it refers to Jesus as our high priest. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, it says, "Since Since then we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us now then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. Jesus is our high priest. Notice this. In in, in those times they had priests and every day they had to offer sacrifice and yearly they had Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. They had all this 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 sacrificial system that they had to go through. I love it. Hebrews 10 says it says, Jesus was a sacrifice once and for all for sin. And then it says, He sat down at God's right hand. Sacrifice is over. I'm the sacrifice for sin. I'm the sacrifice to cover the sins of my people. Once and for all. But Hebrews 4 says, Jesus is our high priest. And not just any high priest, not not a not a cold high priest, not an unloving high priest, not an unforgiving high priest. He says, He's Able to sympathize with our weakness, I love that because I'm very weak, I'm very flawed, I screw up. I'm 45 minutes late on a Sunday morning when I should be here at 9:30. <laughs> I drop the ball when my wife is sick. I'm not compassionate. When when I can go on and on, I can give you another 30 minutes of the screw up screwed upness of Pastor Tyler. But it says Jesus understands. Yeah. I, I, it says we, we don't have a high priest that is far off. It says he's able to sympathize with our weakness because in every way he was tempted and did not sin. Thank you that he did not sin because I dropped the ball. Thank you that he never dropped the ball. It says we have a high priest who sits there and offers sacrifices and intercedes for, our, for us. And he understands our weakness. And and verse 16 says, let us then with confidence in those times of weakness, in those times of temptation, in those times when you drop the ball, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive grace and mercy. Jesus is just sitting there on the throne as our high priest said, I understand. I know it's hard. I know you drop the ball. But I'm here. Come to the throne of grace. and say, In your time of need, you'll find grace and mercy. Jesus came near to be our high priest. Secondly, as Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 through 16. Jesus is our shepherd. See, all throughout scripture, despite shepherds having a bad connotation, God was obsessed with shepherds. Psalm 23, he said, the Lord is... My shepherd, I shall not want. Moses was in the backside of a wilderness. What was he he doing? He was being a shepherd. Amos, the prophet, was a shepherd. The Lord had this crazy little fixation with shepherds because you know what shepherds do? They lead, they care for, they minister. It's a dirty, nasty job, but that's what God is to us. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said in John chapter 10, Verse 11 says, I'm the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. You know what shepherds did in biblical times in the sheep fold at night? They would put the sheep all in the fold and then they would literally lay on the ground at the entry to make sure nothing got in and nothing got out. He says, I'm the good shepherd. I care for my people. I protect my people. I I minister to my people and I lay down my life to protect them. It says, Jesus, I'm the good shepherd. It's, it, it's a beautiful thing that, that in times of confusion, in times of stress, and in, in times of anxiety, we have a shepherd who will lead us. In, in times when we wander off, we have a shepherd that will go find us. Luke 15, he uses this analogy. He says that, that who of you have, if you had a hundred sheep and you lost one, he says, who will not go after that one? He says a good shepherd will go after that one lost sheep and carry it back to safety. That's what he does. And you know what happens? Some of us are prone to wander often. So he might temporarily break our leg. So we can't wander far and carry us back to safety. If we, if we wander away and we get attacked by a wolf or we get attacked by something, he'll mend us back to health and he'll bring us So This is what the shepherd does. He's a protector. He, he's a leader. He's a guider. Jesus is a shepherd to his people. Because sheep are the dumbest animals on earth. And that's what we are. He, he didn't say, you, you guys are lions. <laughs> You're brave. You're tigers that... You're sheep. You wander off cliffs. You wander away. Sheep, sheep, sometimes the, the, the fur gets over their eyes. They can't see. They can't defend themselves. Sheep are dumb, helpless animals. Merry Christmas. We're sheep. <laughs> We're sheep. But <laughs> that's the bad news. But the good news is we have a good shepherd. We have a very good shepherd. Because, again, we're prone to wander. Another one of my favorite hymns, come thou found, prone to wander. Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Take this heart, Lord, mend it. So the Lord is our high priest. He, 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 still, he still, Jesus still ministers for us in heaven today. Can you, can you wrap your mind around that? His job is not done. He's still there interceding, waiting for us to come in our times of need for grace and mercy. He's our shepherd. He leads us. He protects us. He corrects us when when we need it as well. Lastly, Jesus is a friend. John chapter 15. No greater love than this for someone to lay down their life for his friends. You are my friends. John chapter 15 verse 14. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No great, uh, excuse me, no longer will I call you servants for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all I I have heard from my father I am making known to you. John chapter 15 verse 13. Jesus is saying that you're, you're not you're not servants. You're my friends. I, 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 don't, I don't want to have a transactional relationship. Many of us view God as that, that, that parent that we had in our house that we could never please. Some of us had that parent. And, and we, we think that God the Father is like that. We think that the Lord Jesus is like that. That I have to perform to a certain level and then... I'll receive the blessing. Then I'll receive God's approval. You know how we receive God's approval? Through Christ. Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. Sin has left a crimson stain, but He washed it white as snow. He said, I, I, You're my friends. It's not transactional. It's relational. It's intimate. He said, said, because a master doesn't know what the servant is doing. But all that I know from the father, I give it to you. Jesus came near. This this little baby that was born in this manger grew and became a, a, a man. And he lived the perfect life that we can never live and died the sacrificial death that we all deserved for our sins and now he's saying I, I, I want to have an intimate relationship how do you have relationships with your friends you talk to them you have conversations that's prayer I, 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 I'm, I'm on this lifelong journey to learn and to understand my wife it's going to probably take two lifetimes but it's a, I only get one But I learn and I understand my wife by conversation, by studying her. That's reading the word. Jesus is there. He said, I I don't want to just see you on Sunday. You're my friend. I want to have an intimate, personal fellowship with you. This This is what the Lord Jesus desires. Can you imagine that? The God of this universe wants to know each and every one of us intimately. He wants to have conversation. He wants us to know his mind. He wants us to study the word of God. Father, we thank you that you, in all of your infinite wisdom, chose to come through obscurity, through a, a little town, a little hill town called Nazareth, and, 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 and you decided to use a teenage, an unwed teenage mother To bring your son and and that that to to show who you wanted to reach to show how much you loved those who society doesn't love you came and you reached out to the outcast you came and you, you reached out to shepherds and to prostitutes and those who are demon possessed and afflicted thank you that you love the lowly thank you that as the song says, you, 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 you want to be near to us and we want to be near to you, God. Thank you for being our high priest. Thank you for, for being a friend. Thank you for being a, a, a listening ear. Thank you for being a good shepherd to us, even though we are so prone to wander. Lord, thank you for being just amazing. Thank you. Thank you for it. It's even hard time at times to articulate words to describe you because you're just so good and so gracious and so merciful. And, and we deserve nothing. We deserve none of it. You don't want a transactional law-based relationship, but you genuinely want to have a relationship with us. You gent- genuinely Want us to know you and to know who you are. God, thank you. We love you. We glorify you. We give you all of the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.